Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode is brought to you by the 24-Hour Musical Project. By the what? The 24-Hour Musical Project. It's a community fundraising project that brings together local artists to produce a full-scale musical with just 24 hours rehearsal. Oh, thank goodness. I thought it was a 24-hour longer musical. No, 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 no. A regular length musical. But no one knows the show until 24 hours before the curtain. Not the cast, not the band, not the crew, not the audience. So why not join us? You could be that cast band crew support volunteers or buy tickets come see the show check us out at 24hmp.com hello and welcome to another episode of musicals taught me everything i know where we figure out all the lessons that we can learn from musicals. I am Zanzi Weber, and with me at the table this evening to talk musicals are my esteemed co-hosts... Julie Eisentrager. And... Miranda Selwood. And our special guest just this week is... Genevieve Tree. Genevieve Tree! Hey, Jen! Hey! How you going, Jen? I'm pretty good. Feeling good? Feeling rested? Yes. Feeling yes. ready to talk musicals? Let's talk all the talks. What musical do you want to talk about? I would love to talk about... Curtains. Curtains. It's the musical. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I prepared for entirely the wrong thing. I <laughs> made so many calls to victory. I don't know. <laughs> I've got, like, information on tab curtains and I... Oh, no. I've done it wrong. Wrong Wikipedia I? article. Oh. It's all right, guys. I'll look don't worry. We'll, we'll figure it out. While... I ask Jen some personal questions. I'm just going to be wiki. You yeah. do some research, <laughs> some quick research, yeah. and we'll get to know Genevieve Tree a little bit. I'll fill you in. I'm an expert by accident, so <laughs> that'll be good. Okay, so you're you're talking curtains because you're currently in a production of curtains. I am, which is just a funny turn of events, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I love the show and I've actually done it once before this current time, so I must be a real true nerd. Well, you'd better know pretty much every question, I, answer to every question that yeah, we ask. Yeah, I'm kind of like an accidental AD because of it, because oh, someone no. will be like, well, what happens here? And I'm like, well, let me Whoa. get you started. Um yeah, but I'm playing um, I'm playing Georgia Hendricks, who is the lyricist of the show. It is a show within a show. I should probably start with that. So you've got your typical production well, team we won't, we won't members. We talk too much about it now. Don't, don't worry about too much. Cal- now. Oh, I'm getting to, too keen. I'm sorry. Just, just, we'll flag that you're in it. Yes. And it's going to be great. Yes. You've done it before. Yes. You're a bit of an expert. Yes. Let's learn a bit more about you while we and riff on it a bit so yep. that the girls can do some 
research. research. Just throw out the stuff about, you know, <clears throat> pleated curtains. And mm. <laughs> Eyelets. You know, like physical yeah. curtains. What are those things like at the top of the curtain? A rod? No. An oh. eyelet. No. Which you just said eyelet. You know the bit that goes over the top of the, the oh, so to like hide the, it of the lamps? Yeah. Isn't kind it of? just called a curtain box? No. no. Surely not. Surely it's got a better name than that. Well, Jen, yeah. look at which us. musical character would other people compare you to? Compare me to? I feel like currently I am very much a donkey from Shrek. A donkey from Shrek. Kind of vibe. I'm just a bit keen. All the time and embarrassing as well, but like lovable, I think. Lovable, yeah. but in a really like but over the top kind of way. Super keen all the time. I mean, you're talking in a very measured way, so I don't really feel that I'm energy. I'm trying from to you, contain but... it, you know? <laughs> trying to give a good impression. Um, uh, yes. All right, well, yes. other people would compare you to Donkey. What Probs. musical character would you like them? To. Oh, what musical character would you like to be like? Oh gosh, there's so many options. Um, Shrek. look, Shrek. Shrek, Shrek is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just be the ogre. Um, <laughs> no, I'll probably go with um Janet Vandegraaff, which is a Sutton mm. Foster original character from The Drowsy Chaperone. The Drowsy Chaperone, because she's just great, and I also love. Period piece musicals. So straight up, I'm like, that's my life. That's Miranda my gym. feels vindicated. You yes. can you can be vindicated into the microphone if you want. No, actually, I just it's a pelmet. Oh. <laughs> All right, still on another topic. Oh, I so, love uh, it. Also, good um, choice, Jen. Yeah, no, she's just fabulous um, and sort of understated, but not. And I do love the whole twenties twenties thing. It's my favorite. Good. For sure. It's awesome. Yes. So what's your dream role? Is that your dream role? Is Donkey your dream role? It's oh look, if I could gender bend roles, this would be a very long list, hey. Just Um, just one. One gender bend, one non gender bend. Oh, oh gosh. Wait, she gets two dreams. I get two dreams so many dreams. Patrick has had so many dream roles. (laughs) I think we get to give Jen so many. Bloody episode. So many dream roles. Um, look, honestly, I could answer your question very quickly with just anything Sutton Foster has played because I'm a, I'm a bit of a Sutton nerd. Um, Reno Sweeney Julie was my first ever dream role, mm. so I'm going to stick to that as like my number one on the number list. uno momento. Mm. Um, for a gender band, that's really hard. I think um, I would love to go for one of those. Really kooky, not quite human characters, almost like Timon from Lion King. Right. Because those kind of roles, unfortunately, not a lot of women get to originate. And I love the stupid character role. You know who I could see you as, Gentry? Yes. um, The MC from Cabaret. uh, (laughs) I'll take that. Is it the new haircut? Is it? Is it? Ah, uh, no. I think the hair would need to change for the yes. MC. Um, you know, I could just shave it all off. Just Britney Spears it. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> if you want. Um, I don't know. It's hard. Like you're always asked to dream role, and you always assume the the gender that you are, the one that you're yeah, allowed yeah. to play. You know, yeah. typically. Um, 
but yeah, I'd probably love to play something a little bit not human, like an animal or a creature or right. just something silly because mm. I love silly theatre and I love wearing stupid costumes because it makes me happy. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> okay, so now let's get into the serious Broadway nerd Ooh. area. Oh, God. <laughs> what is your favourite Sondheim show? I would say Into the Woods All right. because I know it so well. Um, there's also one I did and um, one I got to do with some very special people as well. So Aww. it'll always stay close to me. Um, yeah. I'm also not like a huge Sondheim fanatic so I don't know many Sondheims either. So then I kind of feel like I'm answering the question badly. No, I'll do more no, homework no, and no. then I'll... There's no wrong answer, Jim. There's no homework done here, babe. If okay, it's your favourite, then it's your favourite. It's my favourite. I mean, the girls have are still have pages and pages of like actual curtain notes. So see, you're, you're still winning. Well, see, well, see this, this is a perfect example. Like if if a girl could play the wolf... In Into the Woods, you know? That would be... Can be done? Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. Like, that would be interesting. And yeah. they're the kind of roles that I'd love to see women kick. Yeah. In the future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're singing a song mm-hmm. in a steamy room... Oh. Like, say, a shower. <laughs> steamy. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to song? What do you um, sing in the shower? What do I sing in the shower? Um, I sing a lot of... Honestly, a lot of um, like redone covers of pop songs, so then they sound all jazzy and Broadwayish. Uh, right. So you'll hear like the original, um, like very postmodern jukebox is my jam. So you'll hear like typical Ariana Grande, but a bit like. <laughs> so <laughs> that's probably my go-to. Um, but when it comes to soundtracks, I mean, recently I kind of ate through Dear Evan Hansen and that makes There's a lot to me, sing in that. my insides dance and I like Aww. that. So that's a good one that, right. I've, that I've been digesting. All right. Well, you've been very polite and kind oh. enjoyable so far. Oh. Let's ruin it. Yeah, let's ruin it. <laughs> let's just. You have to delete a musical from existence. Oh, damn. And you know what? I thought of it immediately. It's Cats. It no, you can't do Cats. Sorry. <laughs> what? It's, it's been killed yes, more than nine she times. Can. It's gone. So does everyone just go kill cats. it? It's dead. It's, it's a very, very common answer. It's very, very dead. killed. All right. Um, <laughs> that's hard because that's my go to like shoot it in the face. It's gone. Um, oh, but it's such a cute little kitty cat. I yeah. might kill. We reset it at Christmas. That's fine. I it's might fun now. kill Greece. Oh, yeah. And right. I know. Greece is I no know, longer the word. I know that people that love it and it's like a cult classic and blah, blah, blah. But to me, it's painfully overdone. And it's a little bit like vanilla-y, awkward 50s. Just yeah. <laughs> I don't. It's know. I just don't love it. Whatever. Yeah, and I it doesn't. It summer. doesn't really change your life when you see it uh, in the slightest. Mm. Other than oh, I don't want to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's what I think. And yet it, it's still not a fan. Done. The, the it's, movie and it's is much still, better and it's still than the around, stage, which I, I think. don't get. Well, see, I think the stage show is better than the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Oh, definitely. I agree. I'll, I would stage go show gives it something. Stage. You know? mm, I think the movie's easier to watch than the stage show. 
Oh, isn't that all movies though? Yeah, you I know? think so. You don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's literally easier. It's, yep. it's in my house. Physically easier. Just watching it. All right. We know a lot about you now, Jen. Oh, good. And I think the girls have, are finished with their, yep. their actual research. I did yeah. you know that Curtains is a musical? What? We did. Yes. Yeah. Seriously? Uh, Get out of yeah. town. Okay, I've done the wrong research again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. We'll come back and we'll start talking curtains. All right, Jen, what yeah. can you tell us about how curtains came about? How curtains came about? Like its general conception? Or sure. just in my life, like, how did, it came did about? All or? of it. Did it win Tonys? How did you? All did you fall things. in love with it before you were in it? Did you? <laughs> um, well, I discovered it through um, when I was training in Le Musical Theatre. It was scheduled show for the later half, and it was very much compulsory. So you know, we had to do it. We had to audition and learn and be and do. Um, and so did that and got a role and it was all exciting and stuff. Which role did you play? I was Nikki Harris in the first version I did rather than this this current one. Um, and my rendition of Nikki is very like flighty and nervous and a lot of like sort of almost like a twitchy element to her. Um, she's... Very much new on the boards and is, like, so grateful to be here and blah, blah, blah. So she's very, um, I guess, excitable and naive and stuff. And we rehearsed the show, did the show. It was quite amazing. And then fast forward a couple of years and I see it at Beanley Theatre Group and I'm like, oh, damn, I'll give that an audition give it a crack, went for something different, and this time around I'm Georgia. You got it. I got it, and that was really cool. And I really enjoy going back through it but seeing it through different eyes, so that's very cool. (laughs) Um, But that's how, I mean, I sort of found it in in its actual, like, conception. It's uh, Candor and Ebb, which most people don't know, but I'm like, how can you not? It's so great. I feel like it should be a lot more famous than it currently is. So it's a little hidden gem. It was in the year that, like, so it's Tony Awards. It was up mm. against Mary Poppins. Oh, God. Which was an, is a big name. You know, just but destroyed everything that went through, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the winner of that year was Spring Awakening. So yeah, right. it was kind of, it didn't really stand a chance. It was, mm. Grey Gardens was also nominated, but it, I think it was kind of even less known than Curtains. I love yeah. 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 Um, um, like everybody who was involved in writing it die before it was finished? Well, yes and no. Um, it was very much like half the writing team died and then the other half had to continue on and finish the legacy. So, so it was quite Pete, interesting. Peter that Stone way. wrote the original book and concept, but he died before it was done. And mm. then Rupert Holmes, who did the finished product, was hired to kind of redo it and finish it. So is he credited with the book? Yes, he's credited with the book based on uh, Stone's work. And what about Candor and or Ebb? Well, Ebb passed away. 
like before it was finished. No mm. way. Yeah. So, so, so Kanda had to finish it off. So Kanda's done all the ones since. Because that's 2006, but mm. 2010 is the Scottsboro Boys and The Visit. Mm. So they're both just Kanda. Yeah, would be. Mm. No way. And it's, uh, it, it kind of adds a little bit of, um, I guess, backstory and, and uh, to the actual story because it's, yeah. it's about a, a, a musician who loses his lyricist partner. Yeah, well, there's this, there's this beautiful, the yeah, there's this beautiful moment um, between between the two when they rekindle. But the, um, so it's Aaron Fox and Georgia Hendrix is composer and lyricist, respectively. Of the show within a show. Of the show within a show. <laughs> I just, know, just it's so like, <laughs> um, but there's a beautiful song that Aaron sings in the first act called I Miss the Music and apparently that was written after Ebb passed. So it just has like double meaning and it's yeah. just, oh, kills my soul when I think about that. Um, but it's such a beautiful and piece it, and of it's music. Weird listening to it, it's kind of mm. like... It seems like such a more tragic song than that particular situation deserves because it is just kind of like his partner is now kind of in the show so he's mm. no longer writing with him but she's still there. They can still talk yeah. and still know. But, yeah, when you but put the it in the real is, world context, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, no. My heart, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful one. Um, and I think it it having that relationship have so much actual meaning for what was happening at the time when they wrote it and having that sort of devastating moment yeah. in there it just adds a lot more and i and i don't know how much of it is you know before and then after so it's hard to know yeah. but at the same time it's there's some really powerful stuff in there and as long as you recognize that then it's really good mm. yeah yeah so the show ran it, – it had a pretty decent season. It, mm. Over 500. It didn't hit the 1,000, but mm. 511 and performances opened 2006 and closed 2008. Mm. Yeah. So it's – it, it wasn't an unsuccessful show. It was by no means a flop. Mm. But it is one of these shows that has kind of uh, – it kind of came and went – yeah, to me, it's kind of under the radar at times. Very much, yeah. Considering you had what a it reasonable is. but not lengthy run on Broadway, and yeah. then that was kind of it. it. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> so, yeah. go on go on tour. It didn't tour. There weren't professional productions elsewhere, yeah. like here or in on West End. No, that that was kind of it. Mm. Um, I mean, the Wikipedia lists all the all the other productions, but. Like none of them have been like after after Broadway, none of them have been big lengthy runs like on West End mm. or, or anywhere else. It's just sort of limited season. Yeah, get in yeah, while you yeah. can. Yeah. So uh, I, I feel like the show has more to it and deserves more. Than yes. That. Mm. But yeah, something. It's also very much an unknown kind or... of moment as well. Like such, a, it's such a full, heavy cast. Like you don't just have one star vehicle; you have like a good five. And yeah, well, it's a it's a lot of characters. in yeah, the Yeah, but to me, that makes it better. You know, I love busy action like that. Hmm. So, I don't think it makes it good for semi-professional amateur shows mm. because it gives 
a lot of performance more opportunities to do more. Yeah, mm. a lot of like character characters too rather than just sort of awkward ensemble appearances yeah. <laughs> and then ducking back off. Um, it almost feels like a play in that sense because it is less about the dance like troupe popping in and popping out, like it's the characters doing the dance and you know them all yeah. and all their personalities quite individually before they do things together. So, yeah. And it is super plot heavy. Yeah. So uh, let's... Very booky. If there's nothing else to talk about, oh. shall we take a break and come back, talk the sizable cast and enormous plot? Enormous book. Heavy book. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's take it from the top, shall we? Can I just make a point before we start? Well, if this is a murder mystery, I don't want to know what happens. You're not going to tell, like, spoil it, are you? Well, no. that's why we've got we've got Jen here I'm... to steer us away from spoilers. Yeah, I'll okay, happily no spoilers, edit. Guys. I'll edit it for you so it's all <laughs> intriguing. Because I will not edit. <laughs> <laughs> we know. So and. it'll be like, and then they do stuff. <laughs> and then I found $5. Oh, wow. Oh, gee. Oh, my. So um, <laughs> I didn't uh, do uh, my homework. Oh, no. Really? So <laughs> I mean, This no, is okay. shocking. I, no spoilers there. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely no spoilers. So I'm going to name uh, the lead characters and Miss Gentry uh-huh. is going to fill in what their um, track in the show is. Yes, yeah, sweet. How, how so we're going to do the plot character by character? Yeah. It's probably kind of. Oh, yeah. new, different and interesting. I like it's it. It's just because there's so many different things. Things happening at once. It's it's hard to kind of explain it all in one go without it. It can't be linear. We can't do it. Yeah. All right. Let's if start. If you want the linear plot, go see the show, guys. Come on. Yeah. Come we'll on, give you guys. dates at the end. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start with Lieutenant Frank Chorfi. All right. Chorfi. So Chorfi, um, he is a detective based in Boston, which is where they're doing um, their current tryout run of the show within a show called um, called Robin Hood which is a western style version of Robin Hood you know spelt capital R O B B I N apostrophe why are there two b's because yeah. robin. it is a pun Marin. robin like yeah, uh, yeah. Like he's robin thief. he's hood mm. and he's robbing <laughs> right yeah come on Marin. a like. thieving hood from the hood yes. from yeah. the hood Robin, the Western. Hood. So already it's gonna be a Broadway smash, <laughs> of course, <laughs> based off of that title. Um, was it written by Lin Manuel Miranda? By any <laughs> the show within a show. It was not. It okay. was not. What a shame. Um, back to the point. Lieutenant Frank Chaffee is a detective in Homicide who turns up to the theater just after, just at the right at the start where the very terrible leading lady has been confirmed to be dead. <gasps> dun, dun. And dun. then he's like, yo, guys, she's been murdered. <gasps> so, and <everyone> gasps. Yeah. <gasps> so then that's kind of how things begin. So he, while they're still rehearsing their show and making it work and they're in the theatre every day, he's in there 
figuring out the case mm. and solving the murder. Is his whole shtick that he kind of wants to be a musical theatre performer? Very much so. Because I heard that in one of the songs and I was like, oh, bless you. Yeah, he is also wonderful in that he's very show people which is a number from the show. Oh. Um, <laughs> and he loves, like, doing um, amateur theatre and is very just... Broadway happy, I think, is a good way to describe him. Brappy. Brappy. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take that. Um, Yeah, so then he really, like, fits in and really loves working on the case as well because he just loves being around all these actors and being immersed in that world too. Cool. Bless his heart. Bless his soul. So then we have uh, Nikki Harris, I suppose, would come kind of close to Lieutenant. Yeah. Well, they have a bit of a, like, interesting chemistry, a bit of a thing. Chemistry. Um, Nikki Harris is one of the lead actresses in the show within a show. Um, And she plays um, the school marm. And is very, like, ingenue, dainty, adorable, a bit, like, naive. And throughout a lot of the show, she's just always in the wrong place at the wrong time. So that's a bit fishy. And on top of all of that, she and Choffee kind of kindle this adorable romance together. Um, and it's all all a bit chaotic as well because it's a bit of a forbidden love because he's working on the case and shouldn't get involved in it. And she and, probably killed everyone. And I did, it's hard to know. And yeah, um, and yeah, so she kind of gets the whole dual mm. character thing as well because as her personality is Nikki, and then she plays the character in the show. Yeah. And then the, the most important character is next, correct? <gasps> oh, yes, correct. <laughs> Georgia Hendricks. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, Georgia Hendricks is one half of the, the writing team. So she's the lyricist. Um, but in a previous life was very much a star vehicle and a big Broadway name herself but now she's moved into more the creation side of things and she is writing the show with her now ex-husband Aaron Fox so that's a very interesting relationship that you get to see kind of pull and fray at the seams um because there's a bit of will they or won't they throughout the entire show um all the while she's dating the toy boy choreographer um (laughs) which obviously annoys Aaron immensely and then when the terrible leading lady at the start of the show um collapses and then is no longer with us (gasps) oh wait no we're not surprised anymore that's no no that's very (laughs) this has happened so many times (laughs) um when that all ensues and suddenly their show doesn't have a leading lady Georgia is roped in and That's she it. then steps it. into the shoes. Yeah, show's got to go on. Show's got to go on. And doesn't that make her the number one suspect? If she's oh, we'll look. see. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Legs. whoops. Well, she wasn't the understudy. No, and it was kind of a like, well, who can we get to do it? And you're like, well, you're here. Yeah. 
Yeah, convenient. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. It just happened that way, I swear. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the role I play now. It's just George quite cool. Georgie. Georgie Um, Let's talk Carmen Bernstein, the show's Barassi producer. Oh, yeah. She's the, like, lead, I don't know, steam train. Like, do not mess with her. Um and really runs the show and is a force to be reckoned with. Um, Carmen also is very, like, enthusiastic and brassy and loves theatre and, and Get it done. such a character. Like, I almost imagine a permanent cigar in her hand. <laughs> um, but on top of that, she is quite intimidating. So there's kind of two sides to her. Um, and throughout the show and while all this murder stuff is going down, she's trying to keep it together and keep the cast all working towards this thing, even though they're like, someone died during this. We is this not like a problem? Or, yeah, so, um, yeah, she's she's the boss. Like, you do what she says or, or you do what she says. There's hilarious. no other option. Pardon? And she's hilarious. Oh, of course. Yeah. She so has what? she has the best lines in the show yeah. for sure. Um just such a comedic role, which I love. She's and what's awesome. Her motivation for murder? Well, well, the the leading lady, the was, leading terrible. lady was terrible. So, so if you mm. if you offed that, and then you didn't have to do the show anymore, wouldn't Could that be useful? Be, I don't know. I might be going off track here. Could her motivation also be for Bambi? Well, yes, Bambi is the just your token annoying. Um, up herself, theatery dancer. I don't know. Kind of wants to work away. Kind of wannabe. I, yeah. Star wannabe. Yeah. I want to swear because I'm like God. Theater is there? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, um, I've never met anyone like that. She's she's like toddlers and tiaras, but she grew up. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um. In, and she sort of it almost runs on the family. She has fantastically hilarious dialogue as well. Um. But Bambi is actually Carmen's daughter and they have a very um, toxic relationship in that Carmen kind of doesn't want Bambi around and Bambi's like, I hate you, mother, and it's all very... Um, So that is another thing in that Bambi's kind of the understudy for a lot of stuff. So then if the leading lady dies, I guess Bambi Bambi will have to take the role. Um, Yeah, and she is again just trying to survive through the show and trying to make a name for herself. And let's uh, and let's get back to too. this songwriting team. Yeah, true. Aaron yes. Fox. Aaron Fox is George's now ex-husband um and the composer of the show. Um and the two of them just have a lot of chemistry and a lot of past stuff that they have to deal with all the time. So while their show is in the Broadway tryouts, they're still changing things and and making things different and then adapting to Georgia now not being a part of the writing team anymore and stepping into the shoes. So he's trying to make the show as good as he can while not having his other half, which is enough of a struggle for him on his own. But then the stress of the murder and the investigation and everything on top... um, and why did yeah, he do it? Yeah, it makes him nice, interesting. Pardon? Why did he do it? Why did he do it? 
Um, well, part of me thinks he just doesn't want to be there. I mean, he's riding with his ex-wife. That might not be ideal. <laughs> um, everyone kind of has a reason, which is what makes the show really interesting too. Well, the murder mystery. Yes. Everyone's going to kill her. Everyone could. Um, and oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. So much stuff. Well, does um, Bobby Pepper, so the choreographer mm. that gets with old mate. Ye old Georgia. Ye old Georgia. Does he have any real motivation? Yes and no. Bobby is painfully into Georgia um, and much to Aaron's dismay because he has to watch the PDA all the time. Um but Bobby is much better than the show kind of allows for him to. So he's kind of shooting quite low being involved right. in Robin Hood when he could be doing much more exciting things in New York. So I I think Bobby is really only there for one reason and is happy for the show to end so he can go off and do other things. Two fun things. Um, yeah, just token, token toy boy, token eye candy, <laughs> I think is Bobby Pepper. Um and, you know, the dancing boy because he's the, the choreographer in the show. Um, the English director, Christopher Belling. Oh, I love him so much. <laughs> um, he is just this super bright character, um, very sassy, very feminine um, and... And also has some killer, killer, hilarious lines. Um, and because of the way he behaves and just says something so blunt that everyone's thinking but nobody would ever dare say, it is, <laughs> it's kind of like wouldn't it be amazing if he killed everyone? Like because he's just the type to be like, oh, whoops. Um, and he he's a critically acclaimed director in that sort of world. So to have him working on the show, Robin Hood is is quite awesome. But he is such a diva. Now those that everyone the, has to deal with that. All the main players, right? Yeah, they're all the star star players, and now, then there's lots of bits and bobs yeah. all in between. The, the theatre critic, yeah, uh, is Darryl. one of my favourite. Daryl Grady, yeah. yeah, European conductor, <laughs> Sasha, yes. Um, um, yeah. So, without giving anything away, mm. the main gist of the show mm. is that there is a murder mm-hmm. in an out-of-town tryout, yeah, and the show has to continue, yes. while the cop is investigating, yeah. So you've got the all the politics of the show within a show trying to get to Broadway and then the, so there's a show within a show yeah. in the show yeah. and then the show is actually about the cop. Yeah. yeah. On top of that, we've got so all the... Uh, too much. You've got the inner workings of, of like all the little relationships forming and moving around in the show and the show being changed while the show goes on. I hope that makes yeah. sense. Um and discussing numbers and changing them like midway through a number. Like it's a bit <laughs> hectic, but I love it so much. Um, on top of that, like it's very um, – you'll have your basic like rehearsal attire and then you'll chuck on the huge costume for the full dress regalia version of the number <laughs> the next time you do it and stuff. So the audience kind of gets to – 
to learn like the score and and everything yeah. of Robin Hood while they watch it too, which is quite cool. And no, don't tell us anything about no. the ending. No, because no, the ending is where it all happens, you know? Presumably they solve the murder at the end. Well, you'd hope and so. And everyone goes to jail. <laughs> or, and then everyone lives happily ever after. Or it was all just a misunderstanding. <laughs> where it's, it's, all, it's all just a dream. It's all just a dream and then they will a fever dream. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, when, when things are already, like, going extreme, it just another, another big thing will happen and you're like, oh, good God, will it ever wrap up? <laughs> How is this going to end? Yeah, so, I mean, the first time... Okay, what's the, the Act 1 cliffhanger? The Act 1 cliffhanger... What happens at the end of Act 1 to keep you there? Is another two. murder. <gasps> Oh, what? So technically that doesn't spoil anything. Hopefully not. But it's like, oh, God. Because you think it's all about this one thing. But then it keeps building. And the pressure cooker's up because they only have, like, a day or two to put a new cast. (laughs) Yeah. So it just, it gets more stressful and... Yeah, it's like a pressure cooker as it goes on, which just makes it really fast-paced and awesome. I, I am literally booking my tickets right now. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well. Let, now that we've covered plot in as in as mysterious a way as possible, <laughs> uh, let's uh, take a break and we'll come back and talk about the music. Woohoo. Music, songs, lyrics. Ooh. That's what the show's about. Noise. Right. Partially, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. That's all we need to talk about. All right. <laughs> it's like this yeah, done. has songs. Done. Well, Miranda <laughs> will be happy to know there's an overture. Woo! That's good. I love an overture, Jim. It just sets you up for a great show, you <laughs> know. Is. She unwraps all her hard candies during the overture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yum. So, uh... My favourite song. I'm not going to go through it in order. Let's My favourite song. It in order. Oh, fine. <laughs> Wide open spaces. Oh gosh, this I is love it. from the show within I don't know the, the show. You were you were so close though. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess, it would be something like just a country, with... just yelling in Wide like a western. Yeah, it's kind of like a bad version of Oklahoma. Guess, Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. Calamity Jane, Calamity Jane, yes, yes. But specifically, it's showcasing this bad performance (laughs) because she forgets her lines. She's out of time. Yeah, she's pitchy. So this is the the like the tip top end of the musical. So it's like the closing number that they open the show with, which I think is great. Terribly confusing. Um, I know it'll be (laughs) fun. Um, Which stars Jessica Cranshaw the terrible film star who, in my mind, is a silent film, film star, star because the second she opens her mouth, you <laughs> want it to close. And it does because she dies. Yeah. Kind of like a Lena Lamont situation. Mm. Right. Is that what you're envisioning? Yes. So can I ask, before we get too far in, how many of the songs are songs from the show within a show compared to songs from Curtains? I would say it's like a fifty-fifty. No, less than that. It's probably a, a third. 
Yeah. Also, there is comically one number that um, Aaron, the composer, can't get right. So it comes up a couple of times in different variations, which I do love. (laughs) And I like that Um, song too. Yeah, so there's there's three versions of In the Same Boat before they get it right. In the Same Boat 2 and In the Same Boat 3, 4 and 5. Shakara. Yes. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, so that... That's a good portion of <laughs> of the of the Robin Hood content. There's a Kansas um, land, oh, which is also wonderful. <laughs> um, it's so funny because we like you know coming from the other side of things, figuring out all of the beats and stuff in the musical. I honestly think that Georgia knows it's bad. <laughs> and I'm like just trying to get through it, being like just, you know, it'll open and then it'll close and we can move on with our lives. Because um, and it's and it's in a really good way in that because um, it is kind of tacky and bad. Yeah, yeah. I really hope that people almost want to leave the theatre when they first sit down and then sort of see the second number and go, oh, it's supposed to be like this. Because yeah. um, it is kind of like the, the show within a show is super kitschy. Yeah. yeah it's very, very, very kind of... tacky. It's a little similar to Crazy For You in that way. Mm, mm. That it's also a country... <laughs> yeah, so, a little bit. I think so, yeah. Yeah, they're like in like yoldy mining clothes or something. Mm. All right. Well, yeah. after wide open spaces, we have what kind of man? Mm, which pretty much backs onto that straight up. So if you haven't figured out that the Robin Hood show is actually like only part of this musical, so, like you're not going to watch Robin Hood the here, whole time. This is here to reassure this you. This is making sure. <laughs> this No, this is a good musical, we swear. Um is the the producers and the writing team are going through the reviews for the show. They've they stayed up all night it's for the newspapers song. and it's it's bloody good. <laughs> it's one of my favourite numbers in the show for Basically, sure. Basically they're complaining about uh, critics and like what kind of person do you have to be to write <laughs> to write that reviews. sort of thing about me yeah and then someone writes something good and suddenly <laughs> our opinions all change oh. only perfect people can be critics um it's very funny um, uh, thinking of him thinking of him so this is the pivotal moment where um Belling, the director, just turns around and goes, Georgia, sing the leading lady's solo number. And I'm like, uh, what? And I just, well, not I, Georgia just kind of wings it. Soon to be me. Um, Georgia just kind of wings it. It's a song that she obviously knows quite well because she's written it with Aaron, but she's never been the one to actually belt it out and perform it. So it's, and it's also... Like, we don't know where Jessica is and it's all a bit of a weird hubbub because Jessica is in hospital and suddenly I'm singing this number and everyone's watching me and it's a weird, interesting moment because it's a combination of, like, the performance but also the hyper-aware of the performance mm. yeah, at yeah. the same time. Soon uh, to be followed by The Woman's Dead. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I can't imagine what that song's about. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, which is just a bit of a romp as well. Like, 
um, very satirical. It's it's very funny how they deal with that subject matter. Yes. Because <laughs> um, everyone's always also kind of relieved. Yes. Yeah. One of, like, ripping straight out of the dialogue is um, let's honour her both as a tribute and as an acting exercise. <laughs> so straight up, some people are taking it seriously and some really aren't. Show people. Show people. This is a good, like... Almost 11 o'clock number, way too early. Um, huge dance breaks and belty, fun, upbeat. Everybody's involved, like that kind of awesome yeah. number. And it's it's uh, Carmen trying to convince the cast to stay and do the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she initially is quite threatening and is like, well, you'll do it or else. It's like, you signed a contract. Exactly. And then it kind of becomes, because by this point, Choffy has entered the room and in his adorable way is like, you're all, you're all heroes to me. You're, you have the best job ever. How could you possibly not want to do a show? And kind of brings the love <laughs> and the life back into it. So while, you know, the old leading lady's dead and everything's a bit hectic and apparently she's been murdered, we're like, the show is going on <laughs> by the end of that number. So that's really good. We learn a little bit more about Choffee mm. and Coffee Shop Nights. Coffee Shop Nights. It's a really nice, um, almost like kind of semi-spoken, like a monologue in, yeah. a, in a way. Um I mean, I just adore David Hyde Pierce when he did it because <laughs> I want to just cuddle David Hyde Pierce forever. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, kind of introducing a bit of his side of things because it is up to this point in a very, this is the musical and this is what's happening backstage and everything, musical, 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 and then suddenly it's the spotlight's kind of turned on him and what he's like yeah. and everything. And that's also a... a a moment of almost intimacy between him and Nikki because he's opening up to her just, just you know, in a perfectly perfect moment. And in the slide toward the end of Act 1, mm. in the same boat 1 is where we find the problematic number for the first time. Yes, yes. It's it's just a bit lacklustre. <laughs> it lacks lustre. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's just a, it's a number from Robin Hood, which is the I'm trying to remember which one's which because there's so many of them. Um, I believe it's the ladies traveling to find Robin Hood across the Arkansas River. I know it's all I'll, very technical. I'll trust you. Sure, <laughs> that's what happens. And then we go to my favorite song, which is "I Miss the Music." Mm, is, I miss the music, which is beautiful. Which again is is that painfully beautiful, like departure of ebb. Yeah. In the back yeah. of your mind, um, that Aaron sings and really puts his heart out on the floor, um, only in front of Choffy, really. Yes. So that's that's beautiful. Um, and then the end of Act One is that away. That away, which is another huge number, like a big, big dance number. You've got to end the act on a yeah. big you dance number. You have to, you it's know, just like the like the I want it that away. No, it's not right. Oh, no. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's and and it's a Robin Hood number, and it's the first number that George has been properly put into as well. So you get to see her actually. Be the leading lady, yeah, and 
funnily enough, it's all in a saloon whorehouse. Fun time. Essentially, because yeah. Georgia plays Madame Marion. And there's a bit of a kind of like a double feature in that. Um, well, that's probably not the way to say it. But Robin Hood is also Alan O'Dell. They're the same person, but just one's a disguise and... The others, you know, the hero that saves this the day. Is all too much. So, so, th- so yeah, there's all so these there's layers roles in it. Roles oh god, roles. it's too much. Um, so, so, and so the end of Act One. Yeah, all of that. There's another death. And then there is. So right before interval, like seconds before interval, <gasps> they have issues with the curtain. Oh, that's the sh- name of the show. Oh, <laughs> oh, there it is. Um, they have issues with the curtain and. And then another murder has been <gasps> discovered. Better make it a blackout. Boom, interval. Oh, my God. Yes. And we open Act 2 with a the man is dead. Yes. Reprise. Oh. Typical reprise. You've got to love it. That, that technically does spoil something, doesn't it? <gasps> it wasn't a lady. It wasn't a lady. Oh, um, my. Yeah, so that is done by Sasha, who is the conductor. Yep. Um. Typically some sort of Russian-y, beautiful Slavic accent on top. So it's it's hilarious, you know, probably cigar in hand as well. There's a lot of um, accents in there. A show. lot of that, so I love. Um, yeah, he just, did just it. to just to remind us. He did it is is a hilarious, upbeat um, number, kind of set at 2 a.m. Um, they're all in the theatre. They're kind of locked in the theatre because by this point the murderer... Chofi won't let them leave. No, Chofi won't let them leave because the murderer is obviously one of them. Um, he's got to keep them all under wraps. And nobody can sleep because somebody just died. So they're all going to sing about who they think <laughs> the murderer is. That's how, that's how to stay awake. That is exactly how to stay awake. So everybody has their own little theory. Um, so the finger is pointed at a couple of people and it's... It's just a hilariously kind of manic, upbeat, I can't sleep because the murderer is here kind of thing. <laughs> and it's him. He did it's it. It's him. He did it. And then we have in the same boat number two. Number two. Oh, so number this is second time. attempt number two, um, which instead of the three women travelling, it's the three men and one of them is Alan O'Dell, which is Robin Hood. So it kind of went from this... Um, like gorgeous three-part harmony. I'm going to forget what they're called. Oh, no. Oh, um, guys, it's a fun dance that's happening. <laughs> I'm doing a dance to describe what I mean. Do, um, the doo-wop kind of sisters. I can't remember what they're called. The Andrews sisters. Thank Andrew you. Sisters? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. How did I forget? <laughs> Not what I was thinking. My brain. Um, it was this move that did it. I, I know you can't see that on there, but... Um, yeah. it's, uh, I swear the move is so technical and difficult. Oh, um, yes. There, there was, she dancing. went on point. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it goes from like a very quaint Andrew Sisters type number to a very, like, masculine, we are men in the 50s dancing. Does it work better? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then straight after that number happens, it's- Choffy's getting quite involved, being like, I'm sorry, that's not right either. And it's like, you're the detective. You don't have anything to say. Um, it's a business. It's a business. This is fun. This is a fun number. This Carmen. is very funny. Um, this is Carmen's Time to Shine comedic 101 number. Um, kind of reminds me of 
the matron Mama Morton from Chicago. Very much, so, yeah. Very much like that. Um, and she just is full of one-liners. I feel like the number is just one-liners just strung together. Um, and that's a good little upbeat kind of belty song too. Then back into the show within a show, we have Kansas Land. Kansas Land, another very tacky number, which is like, dude, why is this show not closing? This is terrible. Um, and she did it. Reprise. She did it. So by this moment, Nikki has done something very stupid and everyone's like, whoa, not okay. You are so the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> and and she has to sort of defend herself, but because the detective is smitten, He's he will like, never oh, think she's yeah. the murderer. So then that's all complicated. <sighs> yeah. All right, then we've got thinking of him... Slash, I miss the music reprise. So this is a moment between Georgia and Aaron discovering what they've they've missed by sort of being so uptight with each other and yeah. and, and having a moment of rekindling as well because Aaron hasn't had any time with Georgia since she stepped into the leading lady sh- shoes. Twenty four hours and, ago. Yeah, tw- you know, a, a whole <laughs> day ago. Um, it's been a long and too, long and day. they're finally sort of talking about. Well, singing about their feelings for the first time in a long time. Feelings. It's, it's about about feelings. The middle of the second act is exactly where that should happen. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's where feelings go. A tough act to follow. Is a beautiful dream sequence between Chuffy and Nikki. Every um, good show's got a dream every sequence. Every good show. Is there show? ballet? In your version. There is not. There's lots of partner dancing, though. All right. Does that help? If it's a waltz, it's close enough. There is waltzing. Can confirm. Get excited. (laughs) Okay. Then we've got uh, in the same boat three, four, and five. (laughs) Three, four, and five. It's technically just three. It's just split up because there's a a scene going on over the top of it. Um, But this is yet another attempt at In the Same Boat, but instead having um, more of the ensemble in the form of mermaids and merry fishermen. <laughs> I know, they've really lost the plot. Someone what? needs sleep. Um, <laughs> we need sleep to write good material. Um, so it's yet another attempt at In the Same Boat and all of the In the Same Boats have had the same underscoring but just new characters and words popped over the Sure. Top. And then we finally have In the Same Boat completed. So then Choffy has this brilliant idea and mm. goes, guys, put them all together, brilliant song. So then on the fly they block it and throw it together and it's bloody fantastic. Bloody fantastic. Bloody fantastic. And, and we have Show People needed. Reprise. Um, yeah, well, that's um, Carmen's sort of moment of sincerity just mm-hmm. before the, mm-hmm. the big... Oh, yes, I won't say any more, Zane. <laughs> I mean, we're um, getting to the point where something has to be revealed. Things have happened, yeah. yes. Um, well, just prior to this number, actually, the murderer has been revealed. <gasps> so things are all kind of... All those loose ends are tying up and a lot of the stress is relieved because justice has been served. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get wide open spaces finale. Yeah, and then the finale is, again, that repeat of, like, the first number that you ever saw. Which is the um, last number of the show. I know, show. it's so confusing. And now it's the last number of the show. Yeah. Full circle and a bit. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> um, so they are now redoing the closing number. 
Um, now George is in it because she's playing Madame Marion. But also Choffy is in it <gasps> at a random turn of events. Um <laughs> And, show people. and so then he is, you know, alongside Nikki and they also then turn their dream sequence song into the closing number <laughs> of the show because why not? You yeah. know, why Wait, not? So she knows the dream sequence song? Yeah. They had a Good. they had a dream musical sequence magic musical theater. They had a dream sequence together. That's how dream sequences That's work. How, okay, uh, all right. <laughs> I will I will make note. Please do. Uh, and then the final song, a tough actor follow reprise. Yeah, that's that there. Yep. So it kind of all blends together yeah, as one me. big old closing number. Yep. Yeah, right, and that's that's the music. I love it. Woo. It's good. Amazing. <laughs> All right, well, yes. we'll take a, a quick break and then we'll come back for a quick discussion of the cast. <laughs> Who was in it? Why were they in it? Were they wanting to be in it? They, yeah. Are they might be in it again. I don't know about that. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. Were they um, good? So... <laughs> Uh, Curtin's had a pretty significant, um, very out-of-town uh, <laughs> Broadway tryout. So the original uh, production was in LA, but most of the principal cast transferred to the Broadway production after that. So it's not quite your usual out-of-town tryout for a show that was intended for Broadway. Yeah. It was more yeah. that they wrote it, put it on in LA, it went well, and then they transferred it. Mm. Um, the cast was described in a review as a top-of-the-line cast. Oh. You don't hear that sort of talk very often, do Top you? of the top line. Top of which line? I well, don't know. I mean, assume the highest line. But if there was a line, the line? they would be <laughs> at the top of it. Damn straight. They wouldn't be at the bottom. So presumably it's a vertical line. I'm yeah, right. Oh, my goodness. I think we're overthinking the line, guys. <laughs> if there's Come a on. ladder with if all the actors all in the, the world on it. Stop these it. ones would be at the top. Okay, so let's <laughs> talk about the original Broadway cast. Yes. Please. Most of which were original LA cast transfers. But mm. um, starting with, and this top of the line cast, led by David Hyde Pierce playing Lieutenant Frank Coffey. Choffee. Choffee. Chocolate coffee. Tony Chaffee. Award winner. Tony Award David winner David Hyde Pierce. And he did win the Tony for Best Leading tasty, Actor for this role. Tasty swoon, David Mosey, Hyde tasty, tasty swoon. <laughs> Even at his age. My, my, my. Um, Even as Niles in Frasier, like, where are we going? Well, best know. known for? Niles and Niles Crane. Gross. Dr. Niles Crane on Frasier, for which he also won an Emmy. So he's got, like, he's just a shelf. Rolling. He also plays Sideshow Bob. Bob's brother in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> he sure does, yeah. Straight um, up, top of the line. He was in the original Spamalot cast and uh, just last year playing Horace Vandergelder in Hello Dolly alongside Bette Midler. Um, when Bette Midler left the cast and was replaced, uh, he also left. He's like, <laughs> well, I'm not hanging out with that. Yeah, <laughs> I knew about um, So he was replaced by the architect of the Titanic. Yeah, normal. Near far, mm-hmm. wherever yep. you are. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen Bernstein, played by Deborah Monk, Woo. who was nominated for a leading actress Tony, uh, which she unfortunately did not win, but she did oh, win the Drama Desk. She should have. Uh, you may recognise her in the film of The Producers, mm-hmm. playing which part? Anyone? 
The only female role? Oh, oh. no. No, she was... was, um, She was... Lick me, bite me. Yeah, she wasn't the main one. She was one of the other ones. I was trying to remember the name. Just one of the sleazy old ladies. One of the sleazy old ladies. Uh, She was also in the 95 Broadway revival of Company and in Steel Pier in 97. Woohoo. Who else was in Steel Pier in 97? Karen Ziemba, who played Georgia (laughs) Hendricks. They had a little reunion. Um, she was also nominated for Featured Actress for Tony uh, but didn't get it. And she was also in the producer's film. I don't know if maybe I just accidentally copied and pasted. <laughs> um, <laughs> who who was she? Was she one of the old ladies as well? No. I don't know. <laughs> no one knows. I, I knew Deborah Monk. I didn't know. I didn't know Ziemba. I don't know. Yeah, you know, Karen Ziemba. Mm. Um, she comes from a dance background. Her Broadway debut was as Diana Morales in a chorus line, and then yeah. she played Peggy Sawyer in my favorite musical, Forty Second Street, yeah. uh, back in the eighties. Uh, she has won a Tony for featured actress for a musical called Contact. In 2000, which I'm certain is not a musical adaptation of that Alien movie. Oh, but if it was. <laughs> if it was. Oh. <laughs> uh, so uh, look that up. Uh, it's a kind <laughs> of an obscure musical. Uh, Aaron Fox was played by Jason Danielli. Dan- am I saying that right? Danielli? Uh, Danielli? Just with, say it with an accent Danielli? and it's going to be right. I don't know. It's what kind of accent? Danielle Lee. So Daniel, Daniel E Y Danielle, I believe. Danielle, Danielle, um, <laughs> that was correct. Who has been described as the most exquisite tenor on Broadway? Mm. That's a nice thing to be called. That, yes. that is a nice thing. To that be is called. a very nice. That thing. is exquisite tenor. Oh, you never, you never like describe a bass as exquisite, would you? No, the most unless they bass. were very exquisite. A delightful I, I don't bass? think it could be an exquisite bass. It, w- it would be a, a bassy bass, an impressive bass, <laughs> a resounding yeah. bass. Oh. We're going off topic. Yes, um, <laughs> Jason Danielli, Danielli uh, <laughs> replaced Brian Darcy James in Next to Normal in 2010, where he played. Uh, opposite his actual wife in the role of his wife. Wow. Oh, that's an interesting little tidbit about Jason That's very cool. Who's married to a person who doesn't have that last name. It's easier to pronounce. Um, he will soon appear in the musical adaption of Pretty Woman, scheduled to open in Chicago next pretty month. Pretty Woman. I'm interested but worried about that. Walking down the street, Pretty Woman. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll talk about that in another episode. Oh, Maybe it'll get deleted. Who knows? <laughs> um, Christopher Belling, the the British, British. director, <laughs> yes, is played by Edward Hibbert, who is uh, best known as voicing Zazu in the Lion King sequels. <laughs> uh, sequels, sequels. Oh, not okay, me yeah, I got excited. No one um, can top Rowan. So he's the Rowan Atkinson you get when you can't get Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson is uh, is very top. old now. He's top of the line. <laughs> Um, he, Edward Hibbert was in The Drowsy Chaperone in the role of the underling. Yeah. Um, and he's actually done a lot of work with David Hyde Pierce, both on stage and in TV. So maybe yeah. they're just mates. Yeah, they would they be. They hang out a lot together. They're like, oh, yeah. Mates. I don't know. Find out where these mates. hanging out happen. <laughs> yeah. And just go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bambi Bernay. Uh, was played by <laughs> Megan Sikora. She has a lot of dancer and ensemble credits. So, so this was kind of her breakthrough role into... Like Bambi herself. Yeah, yeah, very much. Bambi. And Life I'd just like to art. mention that she's played Miss Crumholtz in How to Succeed in Business without really trying. <laughs> hey. 
So her and I are basically the same person. Basically. Amazing. Um, Oscar Shapiro. Did we? Who is that in the car? I've he, heard the name. He is. Um, like he is a bit of a producer. Sinks money into the show and is probably one of the. He's. The sole investor, isn't he? Yeah. He's like the only investor in the He's show. He's the money. Yeah. And yeah. he just turns up and has money and blindly puts it in. Um, <laughs> smart guy. Smart guy. <laughs> really well, was... logical decisions are made there. <laughs> he was played by Michael McCormick, who's um, currently playing in Hello, Dolly. Woohoo. Doing stuff. Woohoo. Uh, there's a couple of other names worth mentioning in uh, smaller parts. Uh, John Bolton, who was in Spamalot and How to Succeed. So there's a little, a lot of sort of cross reunion business happening here. I think mm. you just got to get in one, Miranda. It's just got to be one, and it's got to be the then, right one, and you got to yeah. be real nice to everyone. <laughs> um, and Ernie <laughs> Sabella, who played Sidney Bernstein. So he's Carmen the seedy, yeah, seedy husband of Carmen. Seedy husband. Mm. Um, he was played uh, by, sorry, Ernie Sabella, who is one of the few cast members who was brought in for the Broadway. So he was not in the original LA production. <gasps> not one of us. And he's the guy who voiced Pumbaa in The Lion oh, King. Oh, get it? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So they've got a Zazu and a Pumbaa. Um, and he was also in the producer's film until his scene got cut. Oh. So you can't see <laughs> him savage. in it. But, yeah. He was oh, in guys. it once. Yeah. My scene got cut too. Oh. Um, <laughs> Nikki Harris was played by Jill Pace, but, you know, no click link on that name, so can't tell you anything about her, I'm afraid. She's <laughs> not famous enough. Not famous enough. Kind so of, that's go. also life imitates yeah. art too. Um, as for other productions, I mean, there hasn't been big professional tours tours or productions to, to speak of. The Australian premiere happened on the Gold Coast at Spotlight <gasps> Theatre, which wow. I, I saw. Also me. It was a, quite yeah. a while ago now. And it was a good production. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I had no idea it was the Australian premiere. They didn't so advertise them. that fact. At least I don't. At least they did. I I didn't remember seeing it. Mm. Yeah, Um, but now, yeah, I mean, there's never been a professional big show. All right. Mm. Well, let's uh, take a break and come back with our perfect cast for the next professional staging of (laughs) Curtains. All right. Okay. Best cast ever for curtains. We they they opened with a top of the line cast. Mm. So let's do better than yeah. that. I'm a tippy oh, top. That. What's, what's able to? I'm going to make the top. Yeah, I'm going to make the line. a circle. I'm going to make a circle of cast or a pyramid of cast. A pyramid. Pyra- a pyramid. Of top cast. of the pyramid. Like it's a different shape. We can make the top of the pyramid. You know who yeah. I want to play either, either. Uh, Aaron Fox or Choffy, mm. I would really like to see Christian Ball as either yes. of those. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, that's Christian Ball's character in, in Smash is the... Is the... Very is the, true. The closer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pop him next to Deborah Messing and then you've got a bit of a reunion. <laughs> Done. Oh, cute. Yeah. yeah. Cute. Uh, could Deborah Messing pull off Georgia? Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, George is, is, is very dancery. Or is she about to be 
on Broadway or something. I'd say I so. I think she was in rehearsals for something. Deborah Messing. All right, well, while Not Deborah, <laughs> just Deborah. Deborah. To fill out our cast of characters, mm. Nathan Lane, Harvey Feierstein, Norbert Leo world. Butts. Ooh. Yeah? Ugh. Brian Darcy James. Oh, there's so as many. The, as the British director. Or yes. all, all of these things, like great character actors, just fill it with the best. Mm. Like, and just go for it. And just yeah. go for it. Like give them licence to um, go nuts. Can I just point out, all those people were men though. Well, so. that's, those are the characters. For women, I would love Georgia to be Audra McDonald. Oh, damn, yeah. Ah. That'd be very cool. Well, I mean, um, I will always want Sutton Foster in there, just saying. Yeah, so I think Sutton would be a good Nikki. I think Sutton is just everybody, mm. really. Just the nah. show of Sutton. No, I think she's a nah. Georgia now. She she's a be. Georgian now. Now she's, she's a mum. I'm sorry. Sutton versus Audra, I'm always going to go Audra, but oh. I think she she would do a great job of of. Of Georgia. See, I think Megan Hilty would be a fantastic Bambi. Yes. So really, just the yeah. the bon- <laughs> the blonde and the attitude. Would and be you know great. who would make a great Carmen versus Megan Hilty as Bambi? Mm. Bet. No. Oh, no. No. Julie. And I love her to pieces. She's my spirit animal. But um, <laughs> she's called Bet Midler. An animal. <laughs> the spirit she animal is. Oh, okay. Beast. Sexy beast. Um, she's a reason I can sing. Like, mm. I owe everything to her. But I would see Bernadette Peters as Carmen. Yeah, I, I, I played around with that because you always go, is it Bet? Is it Bernie? Or is it Patty? I was thinking Patty. Perhaps. I, I, I just like think Patty's- of those three. I think Bet is the most lovable. Mm. And I think Carmen, you want someone who is that kind of like brassy but lovable yeah. character. Whereas Patty, I think, is so severe and, and Bernadette ne- more neurotic. Yes. Yeah. So I get but that. I, I think any any mm. of them would be great. Of course. Yeah. Uh, We're not gonna say no if they volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Ms. Lapone. Maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> that would go down well. <laughs> uh, and then I think there's only one role that we could really put Mr. Recurring in. Oh, yes. Is Bobby Pepper. The Efron. The choreographer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love yes. to see that. See, I would I'd love money for that. A, a Jeremy Jordan oh, as yeah. a Bobby Pepper. No, move over Jeremy Jordan. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> Whoops. He ruined Smash. Ruined, ruined. Uh, that's a that's a harsh word. Destroyed. Destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A- any other strong feelings about Dreamcast? Like we've got. Uh, I think if if they were top of the line, this is top of the top of the you line. You could you could put an Aaron Tveit in there. Just chuck a bit more. Where about? Well, I only I, I, I suggested know. Christian Ball for Ooh, two roles, so he true. does have to have Ooh, one. True. Ooh. I would hold on. I think Julie's on the tip I, of something. I'm, yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I uh, John Barrowman for Lieutenant Shawfee. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't, and then shouldn't he play Aaron Fox, the most exquisite tenor on Broadway? <laughs> oh, he is the most exquisite tenor on Broadway. True, true story. Either or. I'm, I'm just saying if that's the role that an exquisite tenor it. has to go oh, in. Oh, and then number four. And then we have Christian Ball for Choffee. Yeah. And yes. then you could have Sierra Bogus as Nikki. 
Yeah. As well. But we don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> as a thought, she's nice. Oh, Lord. She's better than a predecessor. So or Laura sure. Osnes too. <laughs> I'll take Laura Osner. Yeah. Mm-mm. They're, okay. they're coming is, to me slowly, yeah. That is a dream cast if ever we have assembled a dream cast. Just every role is doubled three times <laughs> over and it's a different actor every night. The <laughs> most expensive show ever to grace the Broadway. Oh, could you imagine? Uh, let's take a break and we'll come back and we will talk about top five lists. Alrighty, what top five list does this show belong on? I don't know. Well, top five sorry. whodunits. <laughs> top five murder mysteries. I got in Probably Zane. top five, like, underrated. Yes, yeah. definitely. Like, yes. like hidden gems in top the top five. Top five hidden gems of Broadway. Or top five show within a show's. Within a show. Does it get Does it get top five? Does it rate top five of well, shows? It's in my top five. <laughs> Are you saying top five shows with a show in them or top like actually Robin Hood is the best show? Oh god. No, 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 no. No one's <laughs> no, saying that. No one ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know. We've got springtime to Hitler to contend with. <laughs> oh, good show. Yeah, no. The, <laughs> genuinely good well, show. Well, I mean, is there like worst five the show within the show? Because then Robin Hood would be number one worst. No, we only show. do top five. I Damn. think a lot of Ooh. shows within shows. Top are of the bottom. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, well, it, look, it might scrape into the five like, of as musicals that include a show within a show. It might. It might. It might. Mm. What about? It is, it is a very populated list already. I think even just yeah. from our back catalogue, we've, we've, we've covered a lot because producers, Kiss Me Kate. Mm. Um, so it could be along on there. Mm. I think... Well, definitely top, top five. Producers, Kiss Me Kate, 42nd Street. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, Not that we've done Kiss Me Kate. Crazy for just you. Just FYI, guys. <laughs> All crazy for you. <laughs> top five. And curtains. Freshy old yieldy shows. Like, how do I phrase that? Top, top five, five new shows with an old school feel. Modern old style shows. Whatever. Okay. Like that... a newly written golden era. Yeah. Show. A new yeah. golden era show. Yeah, I'd definitely would, put that. Would you put this top five Candor and Ebb? Yeah. I read their list before I only knew two. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cabaret, Chicago. Okay. Uh, yeah, it'd be all it'd be all the it'd be more the fourth or the fifth, but I'd put it in the top five. I must see their list again because it was it was pretty. I, cool. I think it would I think it would comfortably Cabaret, be top five. Chicago, mm. and Ebb. At least mm. my personal top five list. Mm. Okay, well then you personally can have it. Are you also, gonna, Jen, are you going to count Julie. Kiss of the Spider Woman? Like oh. some people would. I do. I <laughs> love that show. I wish. I wish it was. If I wish they could have a second shot at it, because it, it feels mm, like a second draft <laughs> that needs a third draft. Miranda's like, well, it's over. They yeah, can't. It's they can't. Done. Well, they one can't of them have is, it anymore. Yeah, I've only heard the name of that show, so <laughs> I'm just going to stick with the three C's for those guys. All right, yeah, boom, boom, that's boom. fine. Yeah. Uh, top five lyricist characters. I think Aaron Fox mm, is a really great so character. Specific. Oh, he'd be the composer, yeah, not the lyricist. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, composer. <laughs> sorry, just 
autocorrected. That's right. Because it's <laughs> still specific. There are a lot of well, there are a lot of composer. Everything with a show within a show will usually have a composer. You know. mm, yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Franz Liebkind. He doesn't the write the music. Who I don't does? think. Yeah, he does. Well, you he, can he writes the show. It's kind of inferred that he writes like the Borg. <laughs> Springtime <laughs> for Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> and what a good book it is. And what a good book <laughs> it is. Does anyone else at this table really want to see that whole musical? Yes, just I in really farce? do. Yeah. Uh, It'd be great. I, I will just say uh, on the another podcast that I'm on called Second Take, we're currently doing uh, the work of Mel Brooks. Right. Mm. And Springtime, he did make Springtime for Hitler. Springtime yes. for Hitler is a movie. Oh and well, the producers gosh. was meant to be called Springtime for Hitler. Yes. But he had to can it because they were like, oh, maybe mm, not. Probably can't call you it You have that. Hitler in the title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but back on to this. Any other top five lists? Top five. I just started. I thought something would come. <laughs> it didn't well, matter. The because the whole thing takes place in the theatre. Mm. Yeah, it's very much under lock and key. Mm. You don't like head out onto the street. You don't head out to no. some offices somewhere. It's all in the theatre. There's literally one scene, one song actually that is outside and everything else is completely... Theatred. Mm. Theatred. Mm. Anything else? I'd probably also say like top five for like meaty roles. Like there are so many roles. Yeah. And a lot of shows they kind of have their leading vehicle. Four or five. And a couple are scattered around and that's it. Whereas this has a good ten like straight up and then more after that. What about top five just number of reprises of one song because <laughs> there are six. No, I feel like I feel like a lot of GNS is going to fight you for that. Um, <laughs> but in the same boat, one, two, three, three four, four five, five, complete. complete. <laughs> yeah. What was the other show that had? Uh, wasn't it Rent? Uh, yes, Rent mm. has oh, very three true. reprises. Tuning yeah. number one. Tuning yeah. number two. Yeah. Tuning number but ten. Voicemail really number one. Voicemail oh, and then two. Um, <laughs> like next to normal has hey, one, hey, <laughs> two, hey, three. Hey, well, that's that. We're, we're populating the top five. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, oh, true, true. Um, maybe um, top five featured ropes. <laughs> okay, we're not telling you why, but ropes are featured, featured ropes. in some parts of the show. Mm. I guess. Well, it's on the Chi- poster, so yeah. I guess Chicago, Oklahoma, another one. Oh, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Just so mm. yeah. Jesus Christ, superstar. <laughs> it's more made of wood, isn't it? <laughs> not the other one. Oh yeah. <laughs> See you, Judas. All right, well, on that morbid <laughs> note, let's move on and figure out what lessons we've learned from curtains. All right, what has this musical taught us? What can we learn from it? Well, I learned that a window valance or pelmet <laughs> is a form of window treatment that covers the uppermost part of the window and can be hung alone or paired with windows, blinds or curtains. Mm. All right, I don't want to be overly pedantic, but I think you learned that from this episode, not from this musical. I learned it from this Wikipedia entry. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I assume we learn who done it. 
but I haven't learnt yet. I'm really excited to see the show now. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, well, yes. Well, in this one specific case, we learned who done it. Yay! <laughs> Did we learn about show people? What yes. makes them well, show I people? Think the What's biggest great thing about show people is that the show must go on is very much the anthem of this show. So that's definitely a life yeah. lesson. All of the stuff that happens. Dead friend. Even, oh, well. Keep on, on keeping on. two people die in your rehearsal process, don't worry about it. <laughs> Spider-Man took that lesson, ran with it. Only Did one person die? died. <gasps> I thought they were just like hideously maimed. I very much old news. Some people were hideously maimed. There were, there were several injuries and, and one death. One I death. Believe, yeah. So, <laughs> well, see, curtains. I think also teaches you ways to kill someone in okay. a very morbid sense. So it's instructional. Very instructional. Wow. No book reading here. It's all I, presented for you on us in a stage setting. I wow. learned about the tragedy of uh, Eb's passing. Yeah. Yeah. That that's I I learned that after I watched it. The first time, mm. it was like, oh, that's why that song's so sad. Yeah. 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 Anything else? I don't know. It teaches right. us other things we've already learnt too, like feelings. How to it feel. <laughs> <laughs> it teaches us that plans don't always go right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Probably I, the, I can't, I'm not going to say any more because spoilers. Well, rewriting but. the number as well as you can... You can try lots of times <laughs> before you succeed, probably. <laughs> Fail upwards until yeah. you get it right. Lack of sleep doesn't always make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? So come join us for the 24-hour yeah. musical as uh, we don't sleep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like- anything else? Did we learn anything about uh, uh, theatre in general? Well, it's also another 24-hour musical moment. You can put on a show with a new leading lady in a day. In a day. <laughs> yeah. So they do another that as well. Another 42nd Street moment as well. Yeah, yeah. difference a day makes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, if that's all we've learned, uh, we'll take a little break and we'll come back with a farewell. Well, thanks for joining us, Genevieve Tree. No wackers. Thank you. It's been fun. It I has love been it. fun. Yeah. We enjoyed it. And you've told us all about curtains. Now, curtains. do you have dates and. and, and what a personal question. <laughs> <laughs> do you have well, a do date? Well, do you have dates? <laughs> I do have dates. They are March 9th to 24th. <laughs> So yeah, so you'll be listening to this this episode during the run of the show, right? Of your show. How weird is that? To think but of? but you still have a week if you are convenient to the Beanley area, mm. to or if you're not, just get there anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm getting not, there. Why not fly in from else. Adelaide or New York? Yeah. Come. From New yeah. York to see a Beanley show. Damn straight. Uh, there's enough people from Beanley fly to New York to see a New York show. True exactly. that. So gotta... why not return the favour once yeah. in a while? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the world needs, needs more of these people. Uh, so March 9th, you said. March 9th is the opening night. and Which is already passed. Yep. 
And yeah. every night <laughs> will technically be an opening night of Rob Hood. Oh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so links to that will be in the show notes and also on our Facebook page. And so. beanleytheatregroup.com. Just, com. just find it. You can do it. It's just the internet. It's who all that is, Have you got some other names? Who else is in the cast? There's there's me. There's Genevieve Tree in life. That's all you That's need it. to know That's because she no told else. us the rest at the beginning yeah, anyway. So she'll be playing yeah. all of the roles. Is and your then, name in lights? Well, I bloody hope so. <laughs> who's, who's playing David Hyde Pierce? We've got <laughs> David Hyde Pierce. We've got Tony Campbell as... Frank Chioffi, Tony, L- Lieutenant, Z Detective, Z Finderer of Murderers. Who's playing Aaron Fox? Aaron Fox is William Boyd. Will oh, Boyd. Willie B. Willie B. <laughs> I was Will in this show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> different Will. Different oh, Willie. Different Will. <laughs> um, we got Fiona Buchanan as oh, Fiona. Fiona. Amazing Carmen. I love Fiona. She is wicked. Um, we also have Lauren Lee Innes Yorin as Nikki Harris. I mean, I could just go on. Well, who? There's so who, many I, names. I, feel like, I feel like that's enough. Give us the production team. Who, who's production the fun production team? team? We have pretty strong production team. We've got, and I'm going to get the name wrong. Do you mean I'm the production team in the show or the actual production team? Oh, it's of too confusing. Oh, uh, no. Give me whichever one you think I mean. Okay, the, the real, real production team. We've got our famous, infamous director, Andrew Cockroft Penman. That is quite a that name. That is a mouthful. Um, and we also have the amazing Julie Whiting as our musical director. And our choreographer is Jackson Cook. Excellent. It's really solid. I love the team. So uh, book tickets, go Thank see. Yeah. Support local theatre. Yep. If you like who done it's Gentry mm. and myself mm. will be appearing... <gasps> In April, yeah. in Cluedo, yeah. dun, the dun, immersive... Dun. Actually, I've been meaning to tell you this, but Julie and I are also going to be appearing in Cluedo with you guys. Oh, I can't believe you guys It's an immersive know. experience, and yeah. we're going to be in the audience being immersed by you. That's oh, right. Well, Jen will be playing soaked. the leader of the band, and yeah. I will be playing Colonel Mustard. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, links to that will be in, in the show notes as well. Yes, oh. it's very cool. I'm and, so going to guess right this time. And you get to really be a part of figuring out the murder mystery. Guys, I'm so. really good at Cluedo, just saying. <laughs> Actually, only when I can cheat, so I <laughs> One sixth the time, I might have done it. We're not going to tell you who it is because we don't know. It's true, who it's only the murderer be. knows who did it. And it changes every night. <gasps> Do you like pick out like piece of paper? Something? Has it happened? The production team does, yes. Oh, and they tell the murderer who did it. balls. Okay, cool. It's yeah. really fun. Uh, so that links to that will be in the show notes. Yeah. Also, Miranda and myself <gasps> are part of the production team for 24-hour musical uh, project that is sponsoring this episode. Oh, yeah. thanks, guys. No, no problem. To us. <laughs> no problem. So that will be April 7th. So feel free to book tickets to that right now because 
that's look. It fills be up the best fast. Thing ever. It, it is 100% worth it. Can recommend. Al- alumni can recommend. Both as a spectator and a player. Oh, <laughs> it's wicked. It's a rough sport. It is. <laughs> it is not it is. for everyone. <laughs> um, we're going to throw a few more things uh, your way. The I'm Tim EIK audience that is. Mm. Uh, 24 hour musical related. We might even say a bit of a live hello. Via uh, our Facebook page oh, from really? the, pro- yeah. the actual project. That's, that's, that's an intimidating How prospect exciting. doing a live episode <laughs> during the 24 hours wait, of the musical. Well, we want to tell wow. you about the show, but we can't do that until it's announced on the 7th. That's right. Before the curtain goes yeah. up on the 8th. So that's hectic. So gonna... good luck, Julie. Yeah, um. like, <laughs> it's a bit awkward if you don't cast me. Because I can't be in the episode. No, no well, we can't cast you because you have to do the episode. <laughs> oh, savage. I'm kidding. Feel free to audition. Oh. All right, and, it, and if you want to support the podcast, you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, if you have anything to say, you can email us at musicalstormepodcast.gmail.com. Wherever you are listening to us, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, Please give us a rating and a review. That helps push us into their algorithms. Guys. And get us out there. Just really push us. Push us into <laughs> Wrong their podcast, algorithm. Julie. Push uh, us. <laughs> you need to stop. What you can also do is write a very polite email to Spotify. To I tell say, you what, though. Let's, let's be positive. We're looking into the future as we are recording this. Positive. And I believe that by the time this episode goes... Out into the world, we'll be on. We it's will already going to happen. Spotify. All right. Damn. Well, in a month's time, then you can write a polite right. email to Spotify to say thank, thank you, you <laughs> for putting us on their platform. Oh my god, guys! Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have some money that you want to throw our way, uh, patreon.com forward slash musical me Everything I know for as little as one American dollar a month, you can get. All of our bonus episodes, plus mm, so other content. fun stuff that we upload there every now and Goody. then. Yay! All right. Well, thanks for joining us again. Thanks again to Genevieve Tree. Oh, uh, it's been a delight and a joy. It has uh, also been a delight and a joy. Guys. Oh. I have been Zane C. Weber, and with me as always... Miranda Selwood. Julia Eisentrager. And we'll catch you next time, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Bye! Bye! Tavern. It's lit by a fire and a half and a grumpy looking bartender. And uh, I will to crime. What? I will to crime. Oh, crime. I'm proficient. I assist. Sweet. I will to crime with advantage. Okay. Oh, all right. What crime exactly are you committing? Uh, to steal the hearts of everyone listening to us right now. No, I take it back. <laughs> Laura Disorder is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast where the worst kind of people team up to rid the world of slightly more worse people. It's a whole thing. We're not the worst. 
follow us on iTunes or on your podcatcher of choice. Find us online at that'snotcanonproductions.com or find Law and Disorder on Facebook and Twitter. And now, on with the game. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 